We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steen 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is the morning grind once again. This week I'm filling in for Stevie TPFL, who's uh, concentrating on NASCAR and Counter-Strike and all sorts of good stuff in the DFS space. Of course, there's not a lot of uh, DFS content out there these days, uh, given the current situation. We've been having some fun doing some interviews. We did that last week. And today we're doing something a little bit different as well, too. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's done a lot of great movies. Who knows that was what poor phrasing. Movie? That was poor phrasing. Well, oh, Grant, should I introduce you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I brought some guests on today. Some are more rude than others. Uh, we will introduce Grant first. Grant Niefer, who, uh, to be fair, uh, by God, he wasn't supposed to be here today. By God, that's his music. That's his voice as well. Uh, Grant, you just rolled out of bed, essentially, and we're, we're recording this uh, early on a weekend. And, uh, you know, you surprised out of nowhere. I asked you if you want to do it. And I think uh, you're a little bit thirsty last night, kicking back on uh, Grandpa's cough medicine. And, and I believe you're uh, sobering up at this point. And we're also doing video, too. So you can see a freshly faced. There you go. He's still he's still thirsty. What's up, Grant? Show no, those are, those are left over from last night. Oh. <laughs> I have not cleaned. If you look at my backdrop, there's a lot of fun things in there. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're on the podcast feed, and we're also on the YouTube as well, too, so you can see our awesome uh, radio faces and our awesome uh, quarantine hair, too. It's good times. It's a, it's a real disaster. If you guys all want to show it off, we'll show it off in a second. But uh, Grant, say hello to the people. Thank you for joining us. 
Brent Nefer, of course. I'm looking I, at my hair. I look good. No, you I look darn good. <laughs> I've not done this thing called showering today. Well, that's, yeah. What's the weekend and you just woke up, so it's understandable. Guys, We're if to you're in quarantine and you have a pool and you live in a hot area, if you're actually showering every day and not just jumping in the pool straight out of bed because you have no work, you're just doing life wrong. There you go. Uh, I'll bring in uh, Sammy Reed. Sammy, do you have a pool and are you doing are you doing quarantine right? Are you just showering in your pool? Uh, if I'm not showering at all, I think that's the correct answer. Uh, they do have a pool in my uh, condominium complex. I've not frequented it yet, so yeah, I'm just I'm just going grungy, man. One shower a week. Let's go. Who cares? You don't have a pool, but you have a mustache, and I, I, that impressed me. And you had awesome hair as well, too. Thanks, uh, it's a pretty impressive setup you have over there. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's my, I don't give a damn look. It's, it's very posh these days. <laughs> How does your wife feel about it out of curiosity? She's on board. She hates everything about me right now. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> All right. Pretty <laughs> standard. Seamless segue. Uh, so we are talking about Leonardo DiCaprio today. We're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Uh, We're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio today. Yeah. I'm, this is, I'm going to introduce you. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, who's that fourth guy? Well, <laughs> shut him out. Jeez. I see the, the, right. And and the last seed is shot. Yeah, Dear God. Man. The critters three of this podcast. Yeah, I know. Oh, so uh we are going to be bracketing uh Leonardo Capri movies. Of course, these brackets will appear uh on I'll be putting them out next week and we'll have a good time as far as figuring out uh the top twenty Leonardo DiCaprio movies. We were talking about on Twitter the other day and I was going to say, who better to bring in than uh, uh, the Hollywood's own Hollywood socialites, uh, <laughs> a smug movie critic, uh, Sean uh, Duck- Ducky succumbs, of course, longtime RG uh, listeners know him from such things as Night Sweats. What's going on, Ducky? It's it's an honor and privilege to be here. Lies. With such a team. With such esteemed unbathed company, I mean, this is really, uh, you know. Well, who you you did not shower today? Be honest. I just showered before I did this. Actually, yeah, I'm all proud right. of showering. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. I like Rookie it. mistakes. Yeah. So here's here's what we're doing. Here here's the deal. We were trying to figure out how to bracket the Leonardo DiCaprio's movies, and we were talking about Twitter the other day. There was a lot of backlash, a lot of like uh, fighting. A lot of people have strong opinions, which is great. So I was like, hey, let's have some brackets. We did this before in the past with uh with Seinfeld, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, to do this again, so uh, I was doing Seinfeld episodes, and now let's do the, the best Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Uh, and just the way brackets work, as far as NCAA style, you know, we're thinking 16 is probably not enough. There's too many good movies, but 32, of course, is too many. So, Grant, pay attention here because you missed this pre show conversation. Uh, we're gonna have 20, we're gonna have 20 teams, 20 movies, and four playing games. So, in theory, like 13 would play 20. 14 will play 19 uh with that said without further ado well i, I guess we're, we're going to start with our ones obviously we're going to power rank the runs the ones and they go to the two threes and uh my math my math uh, i guess it's not really fours right just three would be up to 12 and then 13 through 20 would be our playing games does anybody have any strong like dicaprio uh takes us off the gate I, I feel like grant probably has one his best movie ever was man in the iron mask is, is Michael Jordan suddenly in the podcast? <laughs> I, uh, I know he's a big fan. <laughs> if, I'll jump in then after that. Uh, there's four movies that you pretty much have to put as the one seeds. Oh. I would argue. Um, I mean, these aren't my favorites necessarily, but I think if you're just going by general consensus, Titanic, 
would have to be a, a one seed because it made a billion dollars and it won all the Oscars. So you kind of go with that. I would put uh, Departed because it also won Best Picture. I'd put Inception because it's Inception. And I'd put Revenant because he won the Oscar for it. Wrong. Well, okay, we have a wrong on this. So. I think he's wrong too, but you tell him why he's wrong. Gangs of New York has to be a one. It, because? Because it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Bill the Butcher is like the greatest villain of all time, right? Yes, yeah, it wasn't even Bill the Butcher. I, I'm because of Leo that, that much. I I was going to rewatch it just to uh, not to step on some other podcast, but uh, I was going to watch it again. Uh, and I just was like, eh, I don't need to. Well, so. the biggest problem back in the day, why it's not known as the greatest movie of all time, it's because you had to put in two separate VHSs because it was that long. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that and Titanic. Yeah, those movies, yeah. That's why the uh, drawing scene was on the second tape. (laughs) So the second tape... So you just watched... was always missing in my head. Yeah, you just watched the second tape of Titanic, so... I just watched one minute. I'm willing to defer on on Revenant, but, I mean, it it is the one movie he got an Academy Award for, so I think it's got to be somewhere... It wouldn't be necessarily my pick, but... I would. Th- the other three definitely. Well, are, are we using this as Leo's best acting jobs or Leo's best movies? Best, best movies. Best movies. Best movies. Well, then, the, then him getting an Oscar is irrelevant. Okay. Well, I mean, it it did have a lot of awards to go with it too, but so did all his movies. I, I'm willing to defer on the fourth one. I think the other three, pretty much, kind of stand for themselves. I want to hear so. Sammy's take. Yeah. So I think the thing we need to understand about Leo is he he's kind of like Kevin Durantish, right? Like, he surrounds himself with a lot of talent. He wins things, but he surrounds himself with a lot of talent. Like, dude, he's going against Tom Hanks in Catch Me If You Can, Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York, which, I mean, he's probably one of the best actors that we've ever seen. You know, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time, Tom Hardy, Mark Ruffalo. Like, he has these great ensemble casts in The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street and Aviator and Django. He surrounds himself with a lot of talent. And so I don't think it's wrong to put those talented casts in his in his top movies you know what i mean like i like the revenant i i really enjoyed the revenant i thought it was great but like if we're looking at his greatest movies like that's his castaway you know that's his the martian good movie it's great i I don't want to watch it right now but i do want to watch other of his movies so i would not put it as one seed how much do you value rewatchability a lot. Oh, it's, a, it's a big part of it. I, yeah. yeah, it's massive. I mean, that, I, that's why I'm willing to defer on 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 a Revenant because I agree. It's not. I mean, it was one of those movies I watched. I was like, oh, this is a great movie, and then I I haven't watched it since. So I I completely understand. Right, and if we're going like pure rewatchability, I think like Wolf of Wall Street is in contention for a number one seed. Uh, Catch Me If You Can is like one of his most insanely rewatchable movies. We're not going to put it as a one seed uh, just because it's not on the level of some of these others, but like pure rewatchability, I think Catch Me If You Can is like an ace film. I should get this out of the way, by the way. I've I've not seen The Revenant. I've seen like all of his like, you know, big time movies and I know that's his Oscar one and I'm supposed to have seen it. Uh, I was going to see it last night, except for a friend of mine uh, tracked me down and made me play uh, Jackbox Games. Uh, does anybody want to confess to be that person? It, it was me. <laughs> and then Dean influence. kept me up till three in the morning. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> this is a notorious no three in the morning human being. He's a uh, he's a night owl, to say the least. So it, it was my idea, it was my sharp idea to do this podcast in the morning. I don't know what I was really thinking, but uh, that was that was a bad idea. Let me tell you something. So I've seen the I saw the Revenant. It was one of the only movies I've ever gone and saw by myself. Oh, and. at the time it came out like I wasn't working and so all my friends were like a bunch of losers and my wife didn't want to go see that movie she's like forget that so I went in the middle of the day and watched this movie and I got stony as all get out and went and I'm just I sit down in the theater and I got all these nachos drinks and I'm like all right this is gonna be awesome and then it starts and I was like not emotionally prepared for this movie. Like you're just like, Oh snap. Like it starts <laughs> off hot. And, uh, but it was a great experience. And, uh, and, and the Revenant will always have a special place in my heart, but I don't think the Revenant's a movie where you're like, yeah, dude, like I, I just really want to watch the Revenant right now. And I've that's where I think question. it falls short of like Castaway. I've got a question. I'm not really a huge marijuana guy. And no, you damn well should be. Uh, just never got into it too much uh but yeah going to a movie like what what are the smartest things buy snacks like what do you bring in there yeah i mean so the smartest people bring their own things in i never do that because i never really think ahead so i just spend like 35 dollars at the at the at the snack bar but dude i get yeah i get dogs nachos and then i feel like you should always have some sort of sour candy to to just really like play a game on the palate. Did you ever like dip Sour Patch Kids in nacho cheese while you were really stoned <laughs> in a movie? You know, <laughs> I think I would have needed to smoke a lot more to do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the sweet. I've done it before. Not proud. Grant, it sounds like you're projecting. You're getting flashbacks that is happening. No, I actually remembered. I used to do that when I was a kid because I, I was weird. Intentionally. Yes. And how do you remember? Glad, glad to know things have changed. <laughs> well, they had these like they weren't lunchables, but they were like essentially just chips and then a side of nacho cheese that they charged five extra bucks for because it was put right. together. Right. And I would always have it wasn't Sour Patch Kids, but Sour Worm. And me being a weird kid with with a lot of fat, I would I would dip it in there and then eat it. I'm like, wow, this is too. Bad. So you guys All mentioned Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Cheese. Just uh, Sammy, you were talking about Catch Me If You Can. Would, would yeah. you believe that Catch Me Catch Me If You Can, the amongst the other Caprio's movies, the highest ranking Rotten Tomato score according to critics, uh, really? by five percent too, ninety six percent approved. Ah, yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks is like the most universally beloved actor, so when he's in a movie, that gives it an automatic boost. I think. I, I am surprised we didn't do a Tom Hanks bracket instead. I know, but that's. <laughs> Well, did you prepare for Tom Hanks? I could do Tom Hanks right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait, that sentence didn't come out right. Hold on. I'll have to re- rephrase that. Uh, I could do a Tom Guys, Hanks. Is the Wilson scene the like most emotional scene of any movie ever? No. Wrong. I don't even uh, know if it's yeah. the most Tom Hanks one. I mean, the ending of Captain Phillips. Is like when he's losing it in, in the uh, in the doctor's bed. I haven't seen it. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Sorry. We're going to be spoiling movies. Spoiler. Yeah, I haven't seen Spoiler. Revenant yet, and I, I feel like it's already been ruined for me. But the, the, this isn't about me. It's about the, the listeners. Well, Leo plays a bear in it, so yeah, I know yes. <laughs> it's a musical, bro. Bro, you got to watch the bear scene. It's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Got to get stoned and watch the bear scene, bro. Like, oh, get in there. Gosh. 
So, okay, so wait, so we have three of the one seeds locked. Do we know? We haven't decided on that. I mean, I'm asking. Uh, okay, so so I, I I agree with Titanic. Like, it's not on my personal top four, but just in terms of like what it meant, it was also like career wise. I mean, Titanic's 1997. That was his like oh, arrival. Yeah, right. That was his arrival as like an A list actor. He had been in some other stuff, and he was getting famous, and you know people liked him. But that was like he's arrived. And then it was later that he had his big runs. Right. It was like you know 2000 and what is it like right, right around 2000 he did like the beach and catch me if you can gangs in new york aviator and departed and he did that in like a five or six year stretch and then later like at the beginning of the aughts or at the beginning of 2010s he had shutter island inception django gatsby and wall street like these just banger stretches but it none of it happens if he doesn't do titanic so 2002 i pulled up his imd page 2002 Gangs of New York, 2002, Catch Me If You Can, 2004, The Aviator, then The Departed, then Blood Diamond, Body of Lies. Uh, I love Revolutionary Ruin. I'm probably higher than that than most people, uh, especially those that are married, probably did not enjoy that movie. Uh, can, can we can we talk about Leo uh, Leo's accent in Blood Diamond before we move on? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's going to severely not hit. He's going to take a hit for that one, right? I assume. We're, we're knocking this movie down. I, I just I can't get on board with it. Yeah. We're, okay, so I, I didn't have Titanic as, as one either, which is funny. We not all of us kind of concede. It seems like that Titanic is not our personal one. Right. But you know why it was the highest grossing movie of all time? Tell me. It's because thirteen to sixteen year olds went to go see it like seven times. Yeah. Because of one scene, they sat through a three hour movie for one scene, and they paid the part seven where the, dollars. The, the, for it. The, started sinking. I'm assuming is, is the scene you're talking about the. No, spoiler alert. All right, are you Titanic talking about the King of the World scene? Or are you just talking <laughs> where, where she shows a little booby and everyone's like, oh, oh it's lit. I, I know this because I know someone who saw it eight times in theaters. Do you not have a, a computer Most of any people, sort? Yeah. No, it was 1997. Yeah. People had computers the, in 1997. The one computer was in the living room because it had to be a desktop. <laughs> yeah, and the so, internet was like not, not a thing. Yeah, no, you were dialing up still, basically. Um, no, m- most of the people I know that saw the movie eight times were single women in their 30s that that just kind of fell into the uh, the the trap of that movie. And it was it was it was the first movie that that women would go see multiple times that that many times. And look, it, look, if you did not have your own Titanic double CD or, or, or uh, DVD at the time. <laughs> Yeah. And and tried to play it on dates with different girls and just had it with you, you were doing things wrong. IMO. I was yeah. more of a notebook guy. Hey, solid go to. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll accept it. To Ducky's point, yeah, I know somebody that went uh, took like four or five different girls to Titanic. Like it's just the default, like, hey, you want to go see a movie? That's like obvious, like no brainer. You're gonna see that over like basketball or whatever. It was uh, the first blockbuster chick flick. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we we got Titanic as a one seed. What what else do you have there, Ducky? D- Ducky is going to keep track, and uh, at some point we're going to screen Departed, share. So. I think Departed has to be on the list because, I mean, it's very it's very rewatchable. It's a best picture. It's Scorsese. It's uh, great cast. Uh, it's great amazing, cast. amazing cast. Yeah, deep cast, and uh, uh, I think. Uh, I think there's no way you can't have that as a one seed on this list. Number two, by the way, in Rotten Tomatoes, as far as uh, the score, 91% for The Departed. Yeah. We all agree we're all good in The Departed as a one I, seed? I, I, I am good with it. Um, 
I just I just think the cast is so tremendous that I mean when you when you have your main characters as Leo and Matt Damon and then you just have these like hot performances from like Mark Wahlberg coming in and you know Baldwin it's just like I, I don't know the, the entire thing is a banger from front to back and even though it's a kind of long movie I think you can just watch it over and over and over has anyone seen uh, the remake? I'm, I'm sorry, that was a remake. Has anyone seen the original? I believe it's from Japan or China. No, uh-uh. anybody see that? I yeah, I did not see it actually. Surprisingly enough, but uh, I, I'm starting to go back on some of those. Movies. Was that Infernal Affairs? Like, that sounds yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. That sounds correct. It's supposed to be excellent, but I've, I've never seen it before. Yeah, I'm sure it's fabulous. I have no doubt, but you know, just yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. Of course, Wolf I haven't gotten around every Leonardo DiCaprio movie, so, you know, we'll... It'll I thought be... you were prepared for the podcast, Ducky. I watched one movie. Uh, you gave me two days. I watched one Leo movie I hadn't seen, and we'll get into that, so... It's, uh... But, yeah, there's not many that you don't have to pay money for on online, you know? it's. Uh... I was looking for free movies that I haven't seen. I was. That, being... That's why I haven't to the Revenant yet. It's four bucks, and I'm like, four bucks? Come on. There's several yeah, other things, and there's... Yeah. Yeah, like so. I never saw Blood Diamond, and I'm like, saying, do I really want to pay three ninety nine to watch a bad Leo accent?" I yeah, said, you don't. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler. So, so I just said, "Okay," because it's weird. There's like a four year period I didn't see any of Leo's movies, and then and now I see them all pretty much. But it's it was just like in the mid two thousands. Uh, yeah, didn't get around to it. So, uh, so yeah, there I'll have a hole here or there, but uh, um. But yeah, Departed definitely was must see, and I watched that again recently, and it still holds up. Still, incredibly watchable movie. We got Devin, our producer, chiming in in our chat, and he said Inception. He's making a pitch for Inception being a number one. He said it has to be a number one for sure. Grant, confirm uh, or deny? I I will I will stand for this movie. So I think that Inception is one of these movies. It's a lot of people are like, ah, oh, it's too convoluted. You know, it's just like you know Christopher Nolan trying to show off, yada 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 but they kind of missed the point of inception. Like it is a fun, visually stunning caper movie with a, a, an original premise and a fantastic cast. Like that cast is off the chains. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And to me, I just think it's super solid from front to back. You cannot like Christopher Nolan's style um, and, and just say, Oh, it's too convoluted. And it, and it thinks too much of itself. All that stuff is made up. Like all that is just like made up stuff from other people like thinking what other people think. And it's like, no dude, if you just watch the movie, it's incredible. And I'm a big Christopher Nolan guy. It's hard for me to even like figure out which of his movies I like the most. It really rotates for me. But I think inception, like when you put everything together, the cast, the sets, uh, the score, uh, Devin saying the score, the score is tremendous. It is so freaking bulletproof. It's, it's fantastic. And frankly, I get tears in my eyes during the last scene, people are like, oh, I'm going to talk about the ending. Dude, it makes me emotional. Can like, you explain it? That's the stuff. No, seconds? no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you're okay you're, with you're, that. You're damn right I can't. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but, 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 but I do think, I do think he's back in the real world. That's, that's my, that's my theory. I'm, Nolan, not, I'm not a conspiracy uh, guy. Nolan's amazing. Uh, it's not my favorite Nolan movie. Dark Knight, uh, that whole trilogy. 
Uh, Memento is one of my favorite movies of all time. That movie's brilliant. And uh, The Prestige, that was Nolan as well too, wasn't it? I'm, I'm big on The Prestige. The Prestige oh. might be his best film. So good. It's underrated. It's really good. It gets better yeah, it's for some so reason. good. I see Grant nodding. Is, we just turned this into a Christopher Nolan podcast out of nowhere. But uh, I mean, I would I would do that. I would just throw Leo <laughs> to the side right now if we could just smash like Christopher Nolan's like six or seven movies. Would you scooch over if you were on like a pallet of ice and let uh, you know Leonardo, Leonardo sit next to uh, you know Christopher Nolan, or you just kick Leo off and say you know good luck? Well, well, that's the other thing when we're talking about this. Like to have a Scorsese movie as a one seed, uh, I think having a Christopher Nolan movie as a one seed is also a, a real proper thing to do. Okay, it's Inception's not my one, but but Grand, uh, I'm not going to say it's wrong. Well, well, well I'm, I'm happy to go with the the group here. What's what's your I thoughts will, here, Grant? I will give Inception a one seed if we can get Gangs of New York a one seed. Well, <laughs> there's no bartering. <laughs> this, is <laughs> not how it's, this is not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> Let's see. I actually did this. I did have Gangs uh, as a okay. two seed. I, I might be willing to concede it. I Ducky? think I Gangs is a three seed actually. But, oh come uh, on, that's where that's how disrespectful. I I agree to disagree. By by the way, though, my last Inception comment, I'll stand for Marion Cotillard any day of the week. So I so beautiful. I know I, so I'm hundred percent hundred percent in on Inception being a one seed. So it's uh, I think we're we're all good. But uh, and and as uh, Devin mentioned, the score is awesome in Inception as well. Uh, most Nolan movies have great scores. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to go with on that movie. And yes, is it is it a, a tad confusing? Sure, but I don't mind that. It gives me something new to look for every time I watch the movie. So, 100%. I just like how I can sound condescending anytime I talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't understand it? You didn't get oh, it? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you didn't understand it. It might be a little bit above your IQ. <laughs> Maybe Encino Man is more your speed. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, this, yeah, for this inception cast. Know, we, for anybody that doesn't know, we almost hijacked this podcast and made it a Brendan Fraser record. <laughs> we were Brendan Fraser is we my were, favorite actor of all time. My we my big so my fun. big problem is that I always confuse Brendan Fraser with uh, Jerry Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know who's t- more insulted there. They they all like meld together for me, so I have like visions of Brendan Fraser and like Jerry Maguire being like, "Oh, my my words as strong as oak." You know, so, Brendan Fraser, I love you, Kangaroo Jack. So if if Brendan Fraser and Jerry O'Connell were listening to this podcast, which they won't be, uh, who would take more umbrage to the fact that that was said right now? <laughs> Who would be more upset right now? I I'm leaning Jerry O'Connell. Actually, it depends on the year they're asking this question. I think. Yeah. That is definitely okay. I Brendan Fraser is the, the better actor. <laughs> He's a better actor than Leo. This is this is the most oh, earnest right. thing that oh, Grant right. has said. Oh, what is right. going so on? Far. We're still just on the one seat. I have had so many arguments seen about Brendan Fraser. I it, every one of his movies are fantastic. What's your white so George the Jungle is not a fantastic movie. <laughs> Monkey Bone. Not I a, didn't. I said it was a terrible movie, and I loved it. Well, yeah, you have a terror. Okay, the reason why well, you're like the everyman that's you're here to balance us out. Like, you know, D- Ducky's kind of the, the, the Hollywood snot. Uh, and I said the most, you know, polite way possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah, Mummy trilogy may be the best trilogy of all time. <laughs> Which is? The Mummy trilogy. That's if you're counting Indiana Jones as a four and Star Wars as nine movies. The Mummy might be the greatest trilogy of all time. Have you heard of The Godfather by chance? Never seen it, any of them. Uh, well, <laughs> this is why Grant's here. 
<laughs> Movie connoisseur. Seen, have you ever seen a little trilogy called the Smokey and the Bandit series? Excuse well, me. nobody's seen that, Ducky. No. You, you haven't lived yet, then. I hate to tell you. Back to the Future. I mean, forget three. Two out of three ain't bad. They, they meatloafed it. The first two are good enough. Well, yeah, Smokey and the Bandit, same way. Smokey and the Bandit 3 is a train wreck. <laughs> the Mummy 3 was fantastic. Also, the Scorpion King off offshoot. Well, that speaking of trilogies, that brings up Critters 3. Are we considering... <laughs> Critters 3. I want to hear the case for Critters 3 as the one seed. Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> I can't do it. It well, was his first movie, I think. That 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 might be the only argument you could make toward Critters 3, but uh, it would be like putting uh, Leprechaun in Jennifer Aniston's bracket. It's, <laughs> Leprechaun goes to space is like amazing. Like four. They think they're out of ideas. They're in the writer's room. Like, I don't know why we did a fourth or a fifth, but screw it. Let's just go to yeah. space. By, by the way, shout out to STL cards there for the Leprechaun reference. <laughs> he loves the Leprechaun series. <laughs> Dean, Dean, bro, we, I, I want to, I want to get a Gangs of New York take from you. It's just a phenomenal. So here's the thing. We talk about rewatchability. It's, it's incredibly watchable. Like for me, it's like, you're watching a movie and it's like, you stick with it because like, oh, I got to keep watching these scenes coming up, but I got to keep watching these scenes coming up. And that's one of those movies. It's like Boogie Nights as well. Like I think Boogie Nights is the most rewatchable movie of all time because every time you're watching it, it's like, this is great. And oh, this is coming right around the corner. It's going to be amazing. You know um, what? Like, it's a shame Leo wasn't in Boogie Nights. Like, can we just make that a one seat also? Can we just <laughs> yes. get it in there? I heard the role. He, the role was offered to him first. So it's really, uh, yeah, Dirk Diggler was supposed to be Leo. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, that's, was a it different, the... that's a different movie to me, though. Leo did it, though. I, oh, I, yeah, because Wahlberg was like a almost a basically unknown at that point, like, yeah. as far that's as an good. actor. Which made the role more genuine to him, I think. It's big like, time. Big yeah, time. There's like, nothing like the bad porn acting in that movie. And I think that's why Julianne Moore was, like, so amazing in it. Like, that's something that, that made her really incredible. She pulled it off, like... Ducky, you worked on some of these movies, didn't you? I, I feel like we talked about it briefly. Is there a movie or two in this conversation you've worked on to some degree? Oh no, you got to make me look. Uh, well, I did. I did do. I did do some DVD work on Gangs of New York, and that was that was the problem. I, I remember seeing it. And we were all excited. We were going, "Oh wow, we're going to have a best picture. We're going to get to work on this. is exciting." And we all saw the movie. We went, "Yeah, it was good." But none of us felt that same thing you guys feel right now. It's like I think I think the biggest problem with the movie was Cameron Diaz was poorly miscast. He was fine. I mean, not spectacular. For fine. Movie, for greatest movie, you want you don't want the lead actress to be fine. So yeah. uh, I mean that that's a fact, but Daniel Day Lewis is in it and he's the yeah. butcher and he's just yeah. like dude, he just comes in so hot in everything he does to the point where I, I feel like it's more of a Daniel Day-Lewis than a movie than a Leo DiCaprio movie. And that's not the qualifications for this seating. It's just like the movies that he's in. But I mean, when I think of Daniel Day-Lewis movies, I think of I think of Gangs of New York and I think of There Will Be Blood. Is that why we're not talking about Django? Django is the number one for me. It's not necessarily a Leo movie. You know, it's more of a Jamie Foxx as far as the lead in that movie. Right, um, more of a Samuel L. Jackson movie than well, a Leo movie. <laughs> he's in it. He's I mean, it's, uh, it's, Christopher Waltz really as well. That's an amazing cast. It's a Tarantino movie that has Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Right, he's yeah. the third lead, probably the second lead. I don't really know, but and I love that movie, and I love the cast, and I love Tarantino. So maybe I'm a you know, just like Nolan. Nolan and Tarantino are my guys. 
I'm, I'm, I'm so with you right here, Dean. Like, I'm so with you. It, Django is is probably in my top three uh, Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I mean, it's really close. Like, that and Inglorious Bastards, I think, as time has gone on, have really, like, elevated to the top for me. I love Django. I've, re- I've watched that movie, like, 50 times. It's fantastic. I would I would go with it as a one seed if, if you want to get it in there. I'm in. Yeah, so, and Grant, did you want to put your thoughts in as far as uh, Gangs of New York? You're saying it's got to be a one. Tell us what, is it just because of Daniel Day-Lewis? Because that's, that is kind of a problem. I don't know if that's a problem, but perception-wise, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, amazing, greatest villain of all time. Uh, you know, The Butcher is just such an awesome, awesome character. That, my friends, is the minority vote. There's so many good lines in that. Uh, John C. Riley in there, too. Gotta love John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. Character actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, sell me on a, or sell all of us a grant because there's also gangs in New York. There's Wolf of Wall Street. We haven't really talked about a ton. There's Django. Uh, Man, the Iron Mask. Well, we we mentioned Man oh. the Iron Mask. <laughs> that, that was the other movie I worked on. Uh, I, I mean, it, depending on the qualifications, that has to be a one seed because he's in there. T- my, twice. I, okay, I'll I'll just go with my blunted cut. Man, the Iron Mask sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i i know that i'm gonna die on this hill alone <laughs> what sean has a bias against movies that he's worked on i think <laughs> no, not at all i mean there's some movies i i fight for all the time but uh it's uh yeah of course i've worked on some movies like zombie strippers so i you know it's uh Jenna, nice. Jenna Jameson, right? Yeah, classic. We talked we talk about this. I don't just snow it off the dome. <laughs> That'll be weird. Off the dome. <laughs> it's his most rewatchable movie, is uh, Zombie Strippers. <laughs> that would be weird if I knew that. Just like, yeah, I sure. Will not, I will not do the meeting Jenna Jameson story on this podcast. I'll save it again for another. Or go go back 10 years and look for an old Night Sweats. I'm sure it's been said on that one. So it's, uh, But... Uh, no, it was just, it was one of those movies, I, Van the Iron Mask, I, I don't even know if I have it in the top 20. You guys saw the, the Jordan documentary where Jordan was, Jordan met the Leonardo DiCaprio after one of the games and he said, hey, Van the Iron Mask. So who was more excited to see who? I think Leo was more excited to see Jordan, but Jordan seemed to be excited to see Leo. Jordan's got it as a one seed. Jordan probably has it very high. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, <laughs> but but also considering Jordan's draft picks, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. trust his taste. Man, the uh, Iron Mask is the Kwame Brown of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio I, I would movies. Say it's, the, it's the Frank Kaminsky of <laughs> movies. It's like I would trade four four future movies for for Brandon the Iron Mask definitely, and and he didn't do it. He said no. I'm sticking with Man, the Iron Mask. So. I feel like the twos are going to fall into place once we get this one. Once we knock out the one, right? So, All right. So I'm, wait, what? I'm willing to I'm willing to give on on if if you think uh, I mean if I was going to argue Tarantino, I might go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood over Django. But I mean, oh. honestly, it's a coin flip. On I that. disagree. I don't want to besmirch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think I was good, but yeah. I just think Django's better. Okay, but that's uh, fine. So I'm, we have Django I'm, I'm against this, New York. I'm, I'm I'm very hard on this take. I'm I'm very with it. I'm, so I'm willing. To, if somebody's got a stronger feeling on it, I'm willing to give on this. So, does anybody want to pitch Wolf of Wall Street as a one? No. no. Did you no. guys hear who actually what was that produced that? Did you guys hear who actually produced that? Like the whole story behind the Indonesian hedge fund billion dollar fraud scandal. The guy Joe Lowe that actually produced the entire movie. 
in Linus. I, I, I remember hearing about Joe Lowe, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't retell you the whole story, but I remember hearing it when it happened. Yeah. Essentially, he stole $3 billion, roughly, from the Indonesian government in an Indonesian hedge fund. And he'd use that to just get in with celebrities. Yeah. He created his own production company, and he bought the rights to Wolf of Wall Street and then put like $300 million into it or something. In like defense that. of Joe Lowe, who hasn't taken millions of dollars from an Indonesian head? <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. billions. I mean, really, when we get down to it, we've all been there. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did it just to meet Rose McGowan. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we, we've all done that I, I, my problem with Wolf of Wall Street and I know this is going to piss off half the DFS community because this is, this is probably if ever there is an aggro movie that, that works for DFS people it's probably Wolf of Wall Street but um, I, I just I don't think anybody's li- I like I mean I can watch the movie but I don't think anybody's likable in the movie I don't have a rooting interest and it becomes, and it's probably about 30 minutes too long, uh, which is the case for a lot of Scorsese movies. Where are you going? What are you doing that you can't have, you can't spare 30 more minutes? I, I think it could be a tighter movie. I mean, I mean, it yeah. could be, but they, all they do is fill that 30 minutes with more drugs and sex. And yeah, frankly, I'm all right with it. Like, great. I mean, I'm, the, not so, this, I'm not naming who this movie reminds me of in the DFS <laughs> community. I won't name names. But if you know who I'm saying, do you really want to see 30 more minutes of that person? And, and we'll it's just Dan Bach, it isn't it? <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. You know? <laughs> not, <Dan Bach. laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. By the way, John, the one person you can root for, Mark Ruffalo. No. Not Mark Ruffalo. Mark. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Start with an R. Oh, Rob Reiner in, in Wolf of Wall Street? Okay. Well, how long is he in the movie? He, he, he is fantastic. He is he is the moral, yeah. the moral compass of that movie. Yeah. He's in it for <laughs> eight minutes, I think. Yeah. Okay, make his take some of the 30 minutes of uh, of somebody being high on blow to add more Rob Reiner. I'm fine with that. But. Shout out to Margot Robbie, by the way, just randomly. Lovely lady. Yeah. Lovely. Jonah Hill? Yeah. Is Matthew it, McConaughey? Is this, I mean, Matthew McConaughey's cameo in this movie is like very iconic. So (laughs) I agree with that. Really, really tremendous. Probably, I mean, Margot Robbie looks great in everything. Probably the greatest she's ever looked in any film. I would, I would go out of my way to say. Um, I I mean, Jonah Hill is fantastic. He is really great in this movie. I, I, I think the movie, yeah, it's a little long, but it's fun. I'm, I'm really okay with this movie. Also, I've like worked in sales. And so if you work in sales, like, Everybody, you have to watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's like a thing. So I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Django versus Wolf. Well, what do you have for me, Sammy? Just give me one uh, word. Django. Ducky? Django. All right. Doesn't matter what you think, Grant. Uh, Django versus uh, Gangs of New York. Grant. Django. I'm going to let Grant go just to add some suspense. Grant? Are I'm going to say Gangs of New York, and he's going to say Django. Yeah, I'm saying Jake. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got yes. we got the four one seeds. So we'll make yeah. we'll make we can make we can make uh gangs the first two seed. Yeah, we want we want gangs to be in the same bracket. As, no. No, oh. as Django. And then the people when they inevitably meet. Oh yeah. This yeah. is this is a good take. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, I'm fine with that. So right now I'm putting them in. I'm creating the bracket as we speak because because Dean has never used uh, <laughs> L or, or numbers or anything like that. Why do you got L me like that, uh, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not very tech savvy. I apologize. Uh, oh, so, Dean, so so you said that the two seeds were going to kind of fall into place. I'm really curious to see what falls into place. Well, gangs in New York and Wolf of Wall Street fall fall into place, right? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm on board with that. Is is everybody agree with that? Yeah, I do. Ducky, I'm, I, I'm willing to give. I don't have a take on the remnant. Uh, I'm yielding. I mean, to you honestly, guys. I think Aviator deserves more love on this too. We haven't even talked about Aviator. Aviator is really good. Uh, Aviator is very 2020. Aviator is an absolute three seed. I think it's a three. I I, I agree with Grant, and we'll we'll get there. And uh, the first word in Aviator is they spell they're like spelling out quarantine. I don't know if you guys remember like Q U A R. And then later on, you know, he's obsessively washing his hands. I was watching it the other day, and I'm like, this is so Howard Hughes is way ahead of his time. Um, all right. So does anybody have any Revenant takes? Is it a possible two, or is that more of a three as well? Because again, I have not seen the Revenant, so I have nothing to say on it. I'm I'm on it as a two. Tell I, me. I, I, I was gonna have it as a one, so I'm okay definitely with it. Okay. Like it, so so well, the I problem mean, is I, the problem is we need catch me if you can probably as a two seed. Correct. So so if we had gangs in New York, Revenant, Wolf of Wall Street, and Catch Me If You Can is the as Dude, the, I, I wish that I could share my screens my screen with you. Like <laughs> I made this last night and my one seeds and two seeds are exactly as we have it. I'm wow. I feel like I'm the puppeteer in this whole thing. This is great. <laughs> I'm very happy with how things are shaking yeah, out. I, I mean, you guys saw what I did. I mean, well, Grant didn't, but yeah, Sam, you saw what I did and, and right now I'm losing big time and I well, I got the first three. I got the first three. I'm Dude, I am. I am like a, a really elite bracketologist. As things are going right now, I mean that's a that's a tough space in the DFS community. There's at least one that we're aware of that's in the top twenty for bracketologists. So uh, they're going to be reading out our next in it up. Oh, I'm sure. Lots so of lots going, of witnesses. So we're going Wolf of Wall Street six. Uh, I mean, as a two seed, but yeah. And then we're going um, Revenant Wolf- and Catch Me If You Can. Does that sound right, guys? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Catch Me If You Can is just like so incredibly great. It actually warms my heart to hear how how stand it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was pulling up the Rotten Tomatoes. That was number that was number one as far as the scores. And I'm buying time as I'm scrolling back down to find it again. Uh, because I, Yeah, go ahead, Ducky. I would like Aviator to be the 10th one because I think um, Revenant versus Aviator, I might argue – Aviators is best performance. He's great in it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great uh, movie too. And I think if you have a second round, if it makes it that far, of course, of I like that. I've, I, I've I've only seen it like once, so and it was a while back. And so you were stoned, I don't have right? Strong takes. Yeah, he was on mescaline at the time. The <laughs> <laughs> little horse strengths. Let's go. Special <laughs> K, baby. I know he punched. He punched a hole through the window of his. Uh, <laughs> It's Chevy Chevette, and he was. Uh, yeah. so, do we have the two settled? We got the ones as Django, Departed, Inception, Titanic. The twos as Gangs of New York, Wall, Wolf of Wall Street, Catch Me If You Can, and The Revenant. Does that sound correct, everybody? Yeah, I'm, these are. I'm, this is such a good bracket. This is so yeah. sharp. And Ducky, are you having fun? I mean, we're trusting you with building like the mat, the potential I, matchups down the road. If if you'd like me to show the bracket as it is right now, I can put it on the screen right. Yeah, now. let's let's get a visual. Let's do it. Okay, so guys, has anyone seen Marvin's room? Sure, no. Ducky has. 
No. I have not seen Marvin's Room. That is one of the ones I've not seen. I, so I've right never now, heard of it. it. It's it's sad family drama. It's right? got Meryl Streep, Diane Keaton, and De Niro in it? Yeah. What? Yeah. So Wait, you, what, what year is it? He's young. It. Yeah. The Capri 96. Young it's got yeah, 80. Playing like a teenager in it. You know. Four um, on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're doing it this way where it's just one through 16, not one seeds, two seeds, because that's how the bracket was made. But right now, um, we have, yeah, we have Titanic Departed Inception. Django right there. It goes down to 16. Um, yeah, that's why I'd love to see Aviator right here in 10, because Aviator Revenant, Revenant would be a good matchup. But, I agree Aviator's yeah, a three, so yeah. I, but you, I, I'm I, think, with I, also think, with I also think we should probably put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood next, um, because I think uh, Catch Me If You Can and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a good matchup as well. Do we want to put uh, the two uh, Tarantino movies against each other? Um, I mean, do you think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that low, deserves that low of a ranking, though? I mean, that's the only... Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, because, yeah, because right now we're starting we're starting to get into flawed but good movies. Uh, and I don't think... Well, I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is flawed but good. I think it's a good movie, generally. So I think we start, we're going to start seeing some holes coming up in the next five or six after... I'd say Aviator. Well, I, I think this is probably about the point where I start standing for Shutter Island. I think I think that Shutter, feels right. Shutter to me. Island is the movie I watched this week to prepare oh. for this. I hadn't seen it. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for this take. Okay, um, it was pretty good actually. I was surprised because originally it got a lot of bad hype when it came out. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I didn't see it. And um, I mean. At first, the first few minutes, it's like Ruffalo calling him boss and stuff like that. I'm going, okay, this is, <laughs> this, is this this might be problematic. But I mean, honestly, it has a good cast. It has uh, I, the the tricks worked. I won't say any of the tricks, but the the tricks worked. And overall, I thought it was a really good movie. You didn't Another see Island is my least favorite Leo movie. Really? Oh. Yes. Give give us the take. I'm excited for this too. I saw the ending coming at the beginning, and partially this was marketing, but it said the greatest twist since the sixth sense. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that that gives everything away. I'm not going to give away the ending of the movie, but if you can't figure it out from that. That helps I didn't see it then, because I forgot about the, I forgot that was the uh, ad campaign, so I just watched it. I wasn't even focused on, I mean, I'm sure there was a twist, because they said it was Hitchcockian, so automatically that means there's a twist. But, uh, I mean, I remember, yeah, no, the tw- when they market a twist, it's the worst thing, because I remember uh, when The Village came out, a week before the movie came out, my brother my brother and I were sitting there eating dinner, and he goes, yeah, it's probably said in modern times. Okay. And I watched the movie. And there's like, people out there that have not seen The, the Village. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, honestly, if you haven't seen The Village yet, it doesn't matter. Don't bother. But it was uh, good. I will stand for the village. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. But huh? if you haven't seen the village yet, sorry, it's been fifteen years. Statue limitations. Yeah, I, I think we can say the same thing about Shutter Island. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. We can't say that about Shutter Island. But uh, since we're doing the bracket, we probably should save the Leo movies. Give give people a chance if they want to watch them. But uh, um, but yeah, but it's true. 
But no, I, I, I mean, I thought it was like a good, solid B plus movie. I thought uh, Shutter Island. It was, it was watchable, except for the fact that on HBO Go, it kept freezing on my, uh, on my TV for some. Oh, jeez. But, but I, I got over it. So. Tough. So, so we're looking at Aviator. We're looking at Shutter Island as our potential threes, and also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that, is that are we all on board with that? Is like those are solid three seats, Sammy. I think so. Grant, I know you don't like Shutter Island, and again, you have to sort of take the consensus approach, and you don't like it because you just saw the ending coming, and maybe yeah, I am. I'm, the rest of us. I hated it. I hated it, but I understand that other people like it. I mean, I feel like we've done Grant pretty dirty. You know, he really wanted Gangs of New York to be that one seed. We took it out <laughs> of there. He really, he really wants uh, Shutter Island to be the last seed. We're putting it up here. I, I think we need to give some concessions to Grant at some point. We will. We'll definitely give a future consideration. Well, what's what's the twelve seed? Shutter Island as the twelve seed. Which one? Yeah. I want Shutter Island to go against Gang of New York. So no- opening <laughs> so it just gets crushed hey ducky when you have a second you can kick uh kick yourself off the join dot me your people are still they're seeing you uh, vigorously searching your imdb pages right now i, know. I, <laughs> I forgot i was unsure thank god no, no they didn't open up any porn out of boredom <laughs> that would have been horrible we've been These so great he types like the first two letters into the, sh- into the search yeah, bar yeah, yeah, <laughs> The four seats Ducky was going to check out. We'll just say that. He's like, where brother, where, where art thou? And it's like brother and sister. Yeah, I was just, you see how I get to these things here. I, yeah, I was just going, I was opening up the DiCaprio page. Let's see. Guys, any listeners right now who are listening, who during the course of the show has looked up a nude seed from the Titanic, just leave a comment in the section. Yeah, in the YouTube section. And a thumbs up for Grant. There you go. Sure. Yeah. What, that's how you get engagements. You talk about Kate Winslet's. Here are the movies we have not put on the list yet, so we can discuss possibilities. Great Gatsby. Uh, I will not put J. Edgar Hoover on this list. J. Edgar on this list. If you, I will fight to the end on that one. That was boring as hell. Uh, Revolutionary Road, Body of Lies, Blood Diamond, um, The Beach, Man in the Iron Mask, Marvin's Room, Quick and the Dead, Basketball Diaries, What's Eating Gilbert. What's eating Gilbert Grape's an interesting choice. Uh, and this this boy's life. And we can't forget Poison Ivy, which was one of the started the whole Sarah series. Gilbert? Of Sarah Gilbert and, and well, Drew Barrymore seducing Tom Skerritt. <laughs> I didn't know he was in Poison Ivy, but uh... Yeah, he's the father. He's Sarah Gilbert's father in the Capra on that, but yeah. It basically <laughs> it was the reinvention of the whole Lolita thing again, but with Drew Barrymore with frizzy hair. It was. Uh, it's- you mentioned what's eating Gilbert Grape, and uh, and again, I, I had this. So I made one of those like pick three. I don't know if this this whole thing kind of spawned out of like I made one of those pick three, and I put nine DiCaprio movies and say pick of these three, your three favorite. And I got a variety of answers, but of course, you know, you make these pick three things. There's nine options, and they're like, "Where's what's eating Gilbert Grape? That's his best movie. Where's the?" And everybody, everybody stands for anything. It's off the board. Uh, for what it's worth, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is the number three ranked Rotten Tomatoes movie from the critics, 90%. Uh, that, of course, is from, yeah, that surprised me as well, too, from 1993. Uh, J- Johnny Depp and Juliette Lewis. Uh, I-, I feel like I saw it years ago, but I don't remember it, so I don't really have a strong What's Eating, Gil- What's Eating Gilbert Grape take. I feel like yeah. it's going to be one of our playing games. Uh, Revolutionary Road, we kind of talked about. I love that movie, but I know why people probably wouldn't. It's pretty depressing. It's not very well watchable, but I think it's also really good. We kind of goofed on Blood Diamond as far as the accent, but it's a good movie. It's a fine movie. The Beach, 
uh, I know the critics hated the beach. That was like a bro, bro. The beach, the beach is my guilty pleasure. Like I kind of love any movie that's like oh. standard, standard, uh, <laughs> stranded on a on a tropical island, but it just has all the things that I love. You, you got an adventure, you got a beautiful place, you have deceit, you have a, a standoff at the end. I, I don't know who that you know French chick was in the movie, but she was amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I forget her name now. I yeah, there there was a lot to like. I, I was in on the beach. Well, Tilda Swinton was in it. Twenty is a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and there's some French names here. I pulled up the, the cast, and I don't know who's who, but uh, I'll probably just butcher it. But I thought it was better than a twenty percent ranked Rotten Tomatoes movie. But let, let's knock out our three seeds. What do we have so far, Ducky? We got Shutter Island. We have uh, Avatar. Those are locked in. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is that locked Avatar? in? What's Avatar doing? Avatar, Aviator. I, I, it's, uh, okay. I didn't <laughs> that one picture of the year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, right now, for the three seeds, we have Once Upon a Time, Aviator, uh, Shutter Island, and then we have, to pick a, we have to pick a fourth. So, guys, does anyone know anything? I've never seen Poison Ivy. But was there two different ones? <laughs> there was a sequel. Well, yeah, it's a, it might have been a, Alyssa Milano. A, there's a Jamie Presley one that's actually on the picture for the one with Drew Barrymore. I was going to say, I think there's a Jenna Jameson one, too. <laughs> Ducky, did you work on that picture? I did not work on that picture. I'm no. so confused it, right now. They, I, I think that was one of those series that they did 14 of on home video. I mean, do you realize there's five Emmanuel? movies? Did you did you know there are five Wild Things movies? There's a bunch. Yeah. It's well, surprising. both these came out in the same year. They both say 1992. Uh, okay, the 90s nice. were weird, bro. I, I don't know how to answer this. The 90s were a weird time. Yeah, now I gotta look this <laughs> There's up. like four Starship Troopers movies as well, too. Like, they just keep making... Like, there's like seven American Pies you've never seen. Can we just talk about Starship Troopers? <laughs> Please. Yeah, dude, I put it I put it on the other day. My wife had never seen it. She goes, what the hell is this? And I'm like, this is one of the greatest films of our time. And she like wanted to divorce me. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. And if I rem- was that a PG-13 movie? I, think I don't see R. how it could it be. Was but it was R. It was I went to the premiere of that. I went to the premiere of Starship Troopers. It's always yeah. a pissing contest. Did you see Denise Richards uh, at the premiere? Uh, I saw Dina Meyer. I don't think I saw Denise Richards. Strong prime for Denise Richards. Yeah, it was a uh... flash in the pan, but you know, she had that stretch. It was good. I think she's uh, on like one of those real wives shows now, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I think once she did the Bond movie, that was the end of her. I think the Mary, she put her character was named Mary Christmas or something like that. And she played a nuclear physicist. That was did, the end of her. Didn't career. she get involved with Charlie Sheen? That probably went to, that probably didn't help. That didn't, that didn't help matters either. Yeah. <laughs> She was great on Blue Mountain State, though. (laughs) You can't deny that. (laughs) I think I think the the best the best joke, and I forget who somebody else said this about Starship Troopers, is that the main is that they tricked the main character. Like he thought the whole thing was like really like real, and he was into it. And everybody else knew Starship Troopers was not like so earnest, but he was. And when you like watch it through that lens, it's just really tremendous. I don't get why they didn't just nuke every bug planet. I was not prepared. A little hole in the pot. So you go the Darth Vader route on. Uh, they sent an asteroid to take out. Yes. What was it? What? What? If you saw the movie Armageddon, you would know nuking a planet's not the option. You know, it's just with big asteroids coming at. They you said that they could nuke the planet. Yeah. Uh, 
Government lies, right? watch, like a watch. Government I, think, I think Greenpeace stopped them from doing. Oh yeah, that. no, no. They had uh, one of the main things was like bugs are people too. Like they had animal rights activists, but bugs right activists. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the bugs were like movie, electronic, the weren't they? If I remember correctly. The best part of that movie was the kids stopping on cockroaches and everyone clapping. Yay, they're doing their part. <laughs> You remember way too much about Star Trek. I, I think I think Fox News produced that movie. Now I have legit <laughs> seen that movie thirty times. Yeah. Well. So our last three seed, uh, the options are <laughs> seamless segue. It's going to sound like an edit, but that wasn't an edit. That was just a seamless segue. Uh, Blood Diamond, The Beach, uh, Revolutionary Road, Romeo and Juliet. Any love there? Oh, you know another one that people kept writing into me is Basketball Diaries. What about Basketball Diaries? Yeah, people group. people of a certain age group liked Basketball Diaries. I haven't seen it since like 1995. I remember kind of enjoying it. My pick would be The Beach, um, but I'm way willing to get outvoted here. I am. Yeah, my pitch, my pick would be Revolutionary Road, but I also yield and say that's probably not the answer, but I don't know what the answer is. Ducky, what is the answer? Uh, I mean... Grant? You probably, you probably would. I would argue Blood Diamond probably would be. This is this is where we give Grant the call because yeah, Grant, this is your call, Grant. We boned him in the last couple. And the Iron Mask. No, 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 sir. (laughs) This is why you can't be the captain, dude. He's like the Joker. He just wants to see chaos. (laughs) Why you can't have nice things? Um, Oh gosh, I'm willing to give Dean one and go Revolutionary Road, but I don't think it has any chance winning a bracket. No. Well, any of these probably gets walled by whoever it's going Because I'll tell you right now, this is the 12. Okay, wait. Grant, whoever is the 12 seeds playing gangs in New York. Okay. Okay. So, so what to you is the most interesting matchup between gangs in New York? and? So North- I would like to see in even one of his older movies. What's Eden Gilbert? Break or Because that has the potential. People just, some people love those movies so much. That it has the potential to actually get some traction against it, whereas something like the beach. Gray, yeah, I think Gilbert Grape actually is a good choice there as well. Wow. He got nominated for it. It's you know, it's got Johnny Depp. It's got some you know, it was kind of an indie. It it, it kind of is a completely different movie. And let's get it in. Let's get it in there. Dean was going to have it as a play-in game, and now <laughs> now it's elevated up to a three seed. It's like Gonzaga, circa like you know two thousand or something. Out of Big time, way. dude. Let's go, Gilbert Grape as a three seed. I love it. Yeah. So our four. I, 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 I can see Leo playing Adam Adam Morrison. <laughs> this is the Don. This is the Gonzaga of uh, of DiCaprio movies right now. I would say that. That's a... So our fours, I think, fall in place. I could be wrong, but I think our fours are. Well, you said it about the threes. The beach, yeah, blood, they, they diamonds. Yeah. It's the beach. It's Blood Diamond. It's Revolutionary Road, and it's one of Romeo and Juliet or Basketball Diaries. What's uh? Does anybody have a strong Gatsby take at all? It's good. It's fine. Like yeah, it's... I, I have no take on it. I didn't see the movie. Grant, I was I was kind of mad on it. I saw it once and I was like, yeah, it was okay. Did you, you know, know we got our great we we got our our, our great you know Leo meme out of it. Like, yeah. Did you I've know been... that I did not know the difference between Tobey Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal? until two years after the movie Brothers came out. I thought it was just Tobey Maguire twice. I'm like, wow, this is some great editing here. <laughs> they made him play twice. You thought it was a Tom Hardy kind of deal? <laughs> I, no, I thought I thought it was a Nutty Professors 2, The Clumps kind of deal. 
Jake Gyllenhaal is now sadly making his sourdough extract uh, while while hearing this. Yeah. But, uh, um, okay, so uh, I think the one that would piss most of the voters off is putting Romeo and Juliet there, which is why I'm feeling chaos might be fun. Uh, I'm good with it. I, I thought I, I remember thinking it was good. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen it, but it, it's kind of a distinct movie of his. I would say. Um, it was like the, a good take on the story. It was like a different, like as I remember, a different kind of path that they took. Right, Dean. What, 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 what movie do you want in this seed most? You're asking me. Yeah. Okay, so are we locking in as a four seed? Blood Diamond, The Beach, and Revolution on Road. Is all in? Yes. So what is left? At uh, least, at least, as long as the beach is in there, I'm good. What's left here is Romeo and Juliet, Basketball Diaries, Man in the Iron Mask, Great Gatsby, This Boy's Life. We haven't mentioned yet. Body of Lies is a good cast, but like, I, I don't think I've seen this. It's a movie like I was like, oh, that happened, that cast, and I think it's a good director as well too. It's um, one of those, yeah, it's one of those movies like, oh wow, Ridley Scott and and Leo and Russell Crowe, and then it just disappeared. Nobody saw it. It's, I didn't see it. Is it bad? I think it just is. Yeah. And you I, mentioned Jay Edgar before. That was Clint Eastwood. Uh, and you, that, that, it's like the one of the lowest ranked movies. And Ducky, I, like you're the Hollywood snooty kind of like you like the technical stuff. And if you don't like Jay Edgar, I remember you told me like you didn't make it through it. If you don't I like got, it, that means it's terrible. I got about 45 minutes through it, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't worth it. Uh, I didn't see it. What would Romeo, Romeo and Juliet play against, Ducky? Romeo and Juliet. If you give it a four, now. make it the 16 seed. It's a play-in game versus versus uh, whatever we pick next. So we, okay. can, we could have fun with 16 and 17. Basketball Diaries, but, but, but I will say, I will say this: Romeo and Juliet is a good 16 because if it wins, it plays Titanic, and those two movies kind of okay. I I think that for for that sake, I I say put Romeo and Juliet there, and then. What's your favorite four seed? Because I want Man and My Iron Mask to go up against it. I like Revolutionary Road, but I understand Boom. that it's not. I can see that it's not like this beloved movie. I think it's really good. I enjoyed it uh, for what it, I mean. It's not an uppity. It's, it doesn't. It's not a happy movie. We're gonna but, uh, we're gonna we're gonna put Man in the Iron Mask in the in the eighteen spot. That's the second four seed because it'll play Revolutionary Road, and the winner of that plays The Departed. After oh. that. Gosh, man in the iron mask is gonna upset departed. <laughs> no, it's not. Unless Michael Jordan like retweets this and tells us like uh, followers to make sure to. I'm give... going to create ten thousand separate Twitter accounts just to go vote. <laughs> so we're locked in our fours: Blood Diamond, The Beach, Revolutionary Road, Romeo and Juliet. Now we're doing our fives, uh, the play-in games, Ducky. And as far as our fives, we're looking at uh, Basketball Diaries, Man in the Iron Mask. I think Great Gatsby's in the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, This Boy's Life, if anybody wants to give a hard take on This Boy's Life, The Quick and the Dead. I, I, I enjoy The Quick and the, the Dead. Dead. Quick and the yeah. Dead, I think, kind of deserves to be at the bottom of this list. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really bad movie. I mean, That's it's really, movie, really bad. But it's, but it's an entertaining bad movie. and yeah, I Absolutely it is. And a surprisingly good cast, even though uh, they don't necessarily put up any good performances in the movie right. itself. You know, but it's Sam Raimi when he used to mess around with camera angles. It's kind of like if, if Evil Dead was a Western. Yeah, uh, you, you get a Leo a death scene. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. So 
I would probably make Quick and the Dead the last seed uh, over Critters 3, which breaks my heart. But uh, tough, tough. Uh, tough beat. Tough beat. Tough, but fair. Still the patience to watch Critters 1 and Critters 2. And then, and I don't want to go into Critters 3 cold. Like, well, what, what's the deal with these Critters? What's their motivation? Like, I, I just, I don't have the patience for it. You, so. do, you do need to see the evolution of the Critters. You really <laughs> do. I understand that. And it's, uh, is it a, a Tremors arc. knockoff? I feel like it's a Tremors knockoff, but I have no idea. Wait, Honestly. is Critters, I never saw any of the Critters. Is it similar to Gremlins? Because that's it, what I'm picturing a, in my it, mind. It's basically a Walmart version of Gremlins. You, yeah, you I was just going to say, like, let's, let's not, let's not try to compare to the greatness of Gremlins. Yeah, like, fantastic. Critters nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it's like, it's the generic brand of, of of gremlins like if you if they could have done the packaging with just a blue and white stripe and nothing else it would have been that would so have been critters fun. like bright light and you're supposed to feed them after midnight yeah exactly it's uh, yeah the whole thing's like that <laughs> so i mean i think i think we have to what was the big movie that we did didn't say in the list so basketball diaries gatsby gatsby we have to have gatsby's gatsby. got to be in there for meme purposes gatsby has to be on there um and also Gatsby versus okay, so would you rather see Gatsby versus Romeo and Juliet or would you Oh no wait, we're doing man oh no, we have Man in the Iron Mask against uh Revolutionary Road. Against Revolutionary Road. So um would you rather see basketball diaries versus Romeo and Juliet or would you rather see, I think Gatsby versus Romeo and Juliet's good because they're both Baz Luhrmann movies. So Of course. Yeah, <laughs> we all know that. know that. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> He's the director. He did Mulan. Google's yeah. Bosler. <laughs> hey, he's won. He's won awards. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, uh, I, he I did. I did actually like Mulan Rouge. So. So there you go. It's like you know. So he's he's worth. I would probably put put uh, that Great Gatsby in the first five seed, and then and then Man the Iron Mask is fine. So that leaves us. I think it leaves us Basketball Diaries and Quick and the Dead. Can we just put a Brendan Fraser movie in instead of one of those? Like, <laughs> screw it, it's our bracket. Who cares? I Actually, I would be full on in for any Brendan Fraser movie. I would be in for George of the Jungle, although it taints the credibility. I think of the. Uh, I, I'm with you in theory and principle. I think it boosts it, but you know, agree to disagree. <laughs> Can Monkey Bone defeat everything? <laughs> oh yeah, Monkey Bone versus the world. Grant, yeah, I know Grant's gonna have the Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone versus Everybody T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, or the the you got Monkey Boned. You know yeah. when it when it starts making its way through the bracket, decimating all in its path. You know what I almost watched this morning? What's that? Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, oh of course. I'm which I've about, also seen about ten times. The Brendan Fraser one, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Obviously. Did Boz Lerman direct that one? No, he didn't get around to that. One. <laughs> he was busy. I think, do we have our brackets? This was like, uh, much, uh, well, I mean, have, have we decided the last two being uh, Basketball Diaries and Quick and the Dead or, or do we, or, yeah. I mean, this boy's life is, is considered to be a big movie. It's him and De Niro, but, and it's supposed to be well acted, but I remember my mom watching and said, God, that's depressing. So I don't think it would do good in bracket form. Uh, I it think probably it, deserves to be there ahead of Quick and the Dead, but you guys tell, I, I'm, I'm not going to fight over it. If I'm if I'm I haven't even seen this other movie, but if uh, I'm putting one on, it's The Quick and the Dead. So that's just yeah. an easy litmus test. Do I, I want to see Sharon Stone whooping out the six shooters? Yeah, of course. I, I think that Gene Hackman. I mean, come on, it's. Uh, 
I mean, it, it's basically his version of the butcher. You know, Gene Hackman. No, butcher. his version of the butcher is speed. No, I'm I don't, thinking Dennis I don't Hopper. think that was Gene Hackman. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, you're thinking of, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do kind of look alike. They're like old dudes with white hair. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, do you want me to? You want me to show the bracket now? As it yeah. is. Wait, yeah, throw it final look here. Throw it right, hold on. Okay, and this time I'll remember to turn off the shared screen. Uh, yeah, well, let's look at the bracket, and I want each person to tell me what's going to win. Uh, okay. Tell me what's going to win, and I want your actual favorite. If you can say, this is my favorite Leo, Leo movie, because I had a hard time kind of figuring that as well, too. Uh, but just based upon the brackets here, Sammy, uh, tell me what's going to win, and what is your personal favorite? Or maybe top two, if you want to give your top two, that's fine. Okay, so so I think with survivor bias and the kind of people who follow uh, us on Twitter, uh, The Departed is going to be the the eventual winner. And the film that I would vote for is Inception. Right? I, oh, Ducky? Please, Grant. If I'm not going with Gangs of New York or Man the Iron Mask, then I, I'd be betraying myself. This is your favorite or what's going to win, or both? Gangs of New York will win. Up against, wait, can, can Man in the Iron Mask go against Gangs of New York? <laughs> Looks like it. You're damn right it can. Uh, if, I think Inception wins. Oh, God, oh, please no. I think Inception beats The Departed. Um, well, actually, now that I look at it, would Inception be playing uh, Departed in the Final Four? So I would say it's probably going to be Inception... And knowing the DFS community, it's probably Inception versus Gangs of New York and Inception wins. When, when, does, when does Titanic get knocked out? I want everyone's <laughs> take on question. it. I think, I think it gets knocked out at Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I, I think agree. so too. Whatever wins between Once Upon a Time and Catch Me If You Can, because it's Once Upon a Time does have a chance because of recency bias. Of True. Uh, True. Uh, I think whoever wins, I think it loses to either the eight or the nine. Uh, and... I think Gangs of New York probably sneaks its way in, and yeah, that's the th- that's the thing I like. Django, um, I don't think it beats Gangs of New York. Like I, I, that was the one one seed that I think was easily beatable. I mean, I love that they get to go heads up. That's going to be an epic battle. Yeah. Epic. And as far as my personal choice, I mean, because I was thinking this last night, I said I might actually think The Aviator is my favorite Leo movie, but I I don't know if I'd go with that. I'd probably, I mean, Departed probably would be my, my favorite Leo movie, but, but Aviator keeps creeping up on me on that one. And I think think the Aviator is the lowest seed that has a shot at winning. Yeah. That's a good take. Yeah. That's a very good take. I think that's true. Cause yeah. Cause I think it could be, cause as I'm showing right here, it's playing Revenant. I think it could beat Revenant. Um, But then but that gives you then Aviator Departed probably in the next round, which it's no, it's Aviator be... and the Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not going to be the Man in the Iron Mask. It's not happening, Greg. <laughs> Give it up. Get that dream again. <laughs> I have a lot of free time on my hand during quarantine. I'm just going to be creating Twitter accounts like crazy just to go vote. If Man in the Iron Mask wins, that's a worse win than than Shaq beating Kareem in the best college basketball player of all time. Oh. <laughs> What an old man take from Ducky. How to get through it? That that was a crime. That was a crime. Uh, Devin, by the way, our producer chiming in. His pick for favorite Leo movie is Inception, uh, but he thinks the winners are potentially either The Departed or Catch Me If You Can. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Nice. 
Oh. I thought I heard somebody say something. But, but, oh, I, I knew I was hearing something. Let me, Doc, let me, let me show Unbelievable. <laughs> Did we just get a boxer shot? Is he wearing boxers? <laughs> I hope so. I got pants on. I got pants on. Don't worry. I wasn't going to torture you. Dude, if, if we got a ball shot at the end of this podcast, it would just. <laughs> I was showing brain. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Uh, all right. Did we just lose video now? I feel like we lost video. No, I, we deserve to lose video. <laughs> the FCC's come down and shut us down immediately. The seventh yeah. grievance. They finally chimed in and said, that's enough. We got to get this thing done with. Uh, I much appreciate you guys, uh, you know, uh, joining me, having this conversation. It was fun. Thank you for, uh, I was going to say, waking up. Some of you guys in the West Coast, we're filming this, of course, on a Saturday afternoon. We're we'll putting it up on Monday uh, for the morning grind. Before we step aside and get out of here, each one of you, I wanted to just ask, what you're up to as far as uh, content-wise or whatever you want to do. Is, where can people find you on the Twitter machine? Sammy, you go first. Uh, my, my Twitter feed is just so awful. Like, you shouldn't follow me. Like, it's just come down to, like, COVID and politics. It's really just – it's <laughs> at Sammy Reed FI. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, as as far as work goes, man, I'm just grinding a bunch of online poker and uh, and working my job taking care of my kids. So as far as, like, DFS content – you know, we'll see what happens when things come back, and uh, hopefully that's soon. You're a live poker guy. Would you have you seen the pictures of the tables that they've thrown out there in some uh, some states? As far as oh yeah, yeah. Ple- plexiglass and masks. I, I can't. I mean, there was like it, there was like at, at Hollywood Park or wherever there was like these mad lines for these tables, and it's like, that. dude, just imagine being like, oh, I can't wait to go play live poker and plexiglass. Like, let's go. It's like, bro, get on Google, find find somewhere to play online. Like, don't do this to yourself. Yeah, no, some it's the Seminole Hard Rock. I the Seminole, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Tampa, and, I believe. Yeah, and, and also probably in Southport as well. Because it's like, you, you know, my friend made this point about that. There's so many angle shooters that'll be like, I didn't say raise, you know, and things <laughs> like that. Because you can't hear anybody because you're, you're behind a wall of plexiglass. It's like, there's going to be, every angle shooter is going to find a way to make this work. So, I, yeah. I love playing live poker. I there's no chance in hell I'm playing at a casino right now. So. Yeah. Oh, it just looks miserable. Never mind anything not worth getting into like health. It just looks like a miserable experience. Yeah, and and it's not like live poker players are known for their extremely good hygiene at any point. <laughs> oh, it just no. seems like the worst possible place you could be. Yeah, a few days after the quarantine, the rumors of the quarantine started. I went to Hollywood Park in LA, and and it was and a guy was passing around hand sanitizer. And I didn't trust it. It was like, it's, <laughs> it was like such a degenerate. It was like low stakes in, at Hollywood Park is like, basically, I call Dean sometimes after I'm done playing and I'm just disgusted with humanity after that point. It's, uh, well, you're just bad because you get your Queens beater cracked or whatever. And you're upset that, you know, somebody called you and they shouldn't have called you. Well, yeah. Well, they called me with nine deuce, you know, cause <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And, Ducky, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm at Ducky Succumbs, that's D-U-C-K-I-E, uh, or as, as uh, uh, Dan Bach used to call it, Ducky's Crumbs, if you didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I'm at Twitter. Uh, I do I do tend to piss off some of the conservative people online, so just note that, you know. Uh, no, that's all. I'm going to shoot you a follow. Tell me again what the handle is. Oh, God. Ducky, Ducky You're not Succumbs. making this a political <laughs> 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 Ducky succumbs. And Ducky succumbs. Um, but I also do a, I do a lot of I did a lot of music and movie stuff there too, and uh, and occasionally I I piss off Dean by mentioning famous people I've met. And, yes. You know, and uh, 
as I did on this podcast today. Brad, what are your takes on Twitter? My takes on Twitter are almost always alcohol, food, or golf related. There you go. Uh, so there, yeah. And what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter account so I can follow you? Gneeper zero seven. All right. Uh, we got to step aside. We got to get out of here. We kept you guys long enough. If you stuck with us this entire time, we much appreciate it. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, again, this is on the the podcast network as well, the Rotor Runners uh, Morning Grind Podcast Network. But if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to throw the thumbs up in there and. Tell us your favorite movie and tell us what movie we forgot because I'm sure we 20 wasn't enough. We have some critter stands. Uh, we, we didn't get everything included for whatever reason. Our apologies to the fans of, uh, I don't know, what do we miss out there? Total Eclipse. We didn't talk about Total Eclipse. Sorry about that. Uh, with that, yeah, feel free to chime in. Give your opinion, your favorite Leo movie. Good times for sure. And, of, you know, stay tuned for the uh, the links. The, we're going to have. We're going to have the battle on Twitter. I'll be tweeting it out. I'm sure you guys will be tweeting it as well, too. It'll be good times for sure starting Monday. Uh, with that said, thank you to Sammy. Thank you to Sean Hugis, a.k.a. Ducky Succumbs, and uh, to Grant Neifer as well. Thank you for D-Train, Devin, for waking up and producing the show. I'm Dean. Thank you for listening. We're out of here. Holler! Hey, kids.